When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns VIP Lounge, brought to you as always by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay, here with Espo. Gerald will join us in a little bit after hearing from Monty Williams as well as some of the players. And we are hanging out in the VIP Lounge because tonight the Phoenix Suns defeat the Timberwolves 125-116. to this one got a little spicy, and we were all here for it. Yeah, let, let me say it. If you shoot at the king, you best not miss. You best not miss. Because the Phoenix Suns are the best <laughs> team in the NBA. Suck it, little man Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Suck it, Patrick Beverly. Suck it, Minnesota. This one was, I mean, I just feel like this one, the outcome just felt even extra special. With all the spiciness that was going on in this game, with just, you know, bad officiating at multiple points, and it just, this one had a little extra oomph to it at the end. Like, there were some, and not to mention, there were so many memeable moments that came out of this game. Oh, it's, it is insane how, uh, testy's the, uh, testy's probably the best word that what this game was. I mean, Minnesota came out, they took that early lead, you know, led for most of that first half. Mm-hmm. And then those final few minutes in that in that first half, the refs let everything get away from them. Yeah. They let it get too physical. They missed calls. They made bad calls. It just gets ugly. And that kind of set the tone. And I feel like Minnesota highly miscalculated because they thought they could get chirpy and that somehow that wasn't going to awaken the beast. Right? Like, I don't get it. Why do teams think that they can flex on the Suns early in a game and that it's not going to wake them up? The Suns easily could have just said, you know what? <laughs> Who cares? It's it, it's the first half of a back-to-back. Minnesota has it fine. But no, Carl Anthony Towns and Patrick Beverly decided to be total jackwads. Mm-hmm. And it reminded... Campaign and Jay Crowder and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, oh, and even Landry Shamit, that this team has swag. They went out there and reminded everybody, oh, oh, you think you got it? We're swaggier than anybody in this league. And they showed it on multiple occasions in that second half. This may be my favorite win of the year. I mean, it's definitely up there, that's for sure, towards the top of the list. Boosty in the chat said that's the difference between a hot team and the best team. And then Devin's brother, Davon, on Twitter (laughs) tweeted out, that's why you don't start celebrating after 24 minutes of the game. And it's like, like to your point, though, why do you think or in what world does it make sense in your brain that egging this specific team on – by getting a little spicy and, and talking your trash 
is going to do you any positive. Like if anything, I think we've learned that this team takes things personally, that you don't even have to do anything. They are literally the Michael Jordan brain of the NBA right now as far as the team goes. You beat them one time. They take it personally and they're going to come back and beat the hell out of you the next time. Okay. So you it get a little have spicy. To be the next time. <laughs> I know. I was like, you get a little spicy in the first half. You're going to get a whole whole thing in the second. Did did Minnesota? I mean, I know that they they weren't part of the playoffs, so they must have been in Cancun or something last year during the first round. They must have <laughs> forgotten when the Lakers started dancing on the sidelines and the Suns went, "Oh hell no, mm-hmm. we're not putting up with this shit." Uh, they must have forgot when Pat Bev shoved a. Uh, so if Chris Paul in the back and the Suns were like, oh, hell no. That, we remember. T- yeah, we yeah, remember. Yeah, and uh, the Phoenix Suns uh, coming out of that locker room from halftime remembered that bullshit from the first half. Yes. That's for sure. Yes, they did. All right, Espo, take us to the bar. What are we drinking tonight? Let's go to the bar. We're having a frisky sour because this game was Ooh. all sorts of frisky. Uh, and uh, you get that great, I don't know why we decapitated him on the cup <laughs> with Carl Anthony Towns and Jay Crowder, nose <laughs> to nose. I mean, this looks like what happens after you've had like five or ten of these kind of drinks and it's closing time and you're desperate is what this photo looks like. Uh, it looks it looks like they're, they're either going to kiss or fight, and I don't know which one. So. <laughs> well, okay. Point. I know. That, <laughs> I yeah. know it was. Shane said that's the point. Um Give me the play-by-play of how you saw that kerfuffle go down. Well, Carl Anthony Towns thought he had his big boy pants on, and he got a nice dunk, and I give him that. And then he decides to do the, oh, you're a little man, and he leans down <laughs> and puts his foot or his hand about a foot off the court staring at Jay Crowder, and we all know Spicy Jay ain't going to put up with that crap. So they come down the other end, and they're banging at, near the top of the the key, and uh, and Carl Anthony's cat's just kind of getting a little too physical, and they got face-to-face and started John. And my favorite part of it was Carl Anthony Towns, they both get a double tech, right? And, and they turn around, and he starts pointing at his head, like somehow he's <laughs> in Jay Crowder's head. And, you know, do we have that video? Why don't we just show that video? And I'll, I'll walk us through this in, in real time. So you got them uh, fighting here a little bit, pushing, shoving, and Jay just goes, yeah, I'm not putting up with that. Your breasts stink, too. And he says, Vanderbilt, get the hell off me. As Carl Anthony Towns acting as if they won the championship, pointing at his head like, oh, I'm in Jay Crowder's head. No, guess what? You couldn't even rent real estate in Jay Crowder's head. I don't care how much money you make, Carl Anthony Towns. The suns were in your head, and you just did not realize it. That was the inception moment. That was the moment I – and I tweeted it. I said – you do not poke the bear. You do not wake the Suns team up. Like, they had nothing to play for tonight, and you gave them all the motivation in the world. So, Carl Anthony Towns, here's your flowers. Thank you for the victory. <laughs> I also love, Gerald did the math on this, and I can't remember what he said before he left, but I know when he comes back, <laughs> he's going to have some thoughts on this as well. But I think he said something like after... That argument, it, what, three, Car- Carl, three points? Only scored three points. Carl Anthony yeah. Towns, after that argument with Jay Crowder, where he was saying that he's in Jay's head, guess who only had three points for the remainder of the game? Carl Anthony I, Towns. I told you. Welcome to Inception. Sounds the like Jay Crowder in is in your head, or Devin Booker, or all of them. Planting, planting ideas in there that you didn't even know you were having. The Phoenix Suns are just that much better. Now, look, I still don't <laughs> want to face Minnesota in the first round because 
I, you know, it's like you're young. It would be it would be a very tough series. You're younger than me, but as a child of the '80s, we drove around in cars in the back seat with no seatbelts on, right? And sure, most of us <laughs> got out of there. No worse for wear, right? Most of us survived. But the chance for injury was much (laughs) higher. And that's the way a first-round series with uh, with Minnesota or the Clippers would be. Yeah, it would be four or five games. But the chance that somebody's coming out battered and bruised, pretty damn high. Yeah, agreed. It would be be a tough matchup. But it would be really fun and really entertaining because, I mean, tonight's game, it was a fun game. At least the back half of it was really fun. Good basketball, like I said, lots of memeable moments, lots of highlight type of moments. Yeah. I mean, lot, lots of fun. But guys, guess what? Gerald Bourget is here. He, he is going to give us an update on what he heard from Coach Monty Williams. Yeah, A lot of good stuff in this po- uh, post-game presser from Monty. Obviously, he was proud of the way. He talks a lot about mental stamina. So he was proud of the way that this team responded to adversity, to a chippy environment, you know, all the foul stuff, the technicals, they fought through all of that. Um, And, you know, he was talking about DA's career high, 35 points. He said, you know, he likes the way that he's worked at his game and was happy for him. But the biggest thing for him was that he was proud of the way that DA got all of his points within the system. Obviously, the three at the end to seal the deal is not something we typically see from DA, but the way that he was getting his stuff was all within the Suns' schemes. Um, And we've talked so much about his mid-range stroke and how much that's improved since the All-Star break, how he's elevated his game in so many different areas. But tonight was a great example of it. And so I asked Monty, you know, is there something about DA that he loves, he like relishes these elite matchups? Because we've seen him go toe-to-toe with Giannis. He had, I think, a career or a season-high 30 against Giannis earlier this season. Played really well against Joel Embiid. And then he comes out here against Carl Anthony Towns, who is a guy who's been mentioned in conjunction with Aiton in the past as far as like, man, wouldn't it be cool if the Suns traded for Cat? And I, I feel like he takes those matchups seriously. And Monty was saying, look, he puts in the work, and that's the biggest thing. Um, I don't want to speak for him, but I think he has a lot of respect for these guys like Jokic and like all these elite bigs, and it brings out the best in him. So it, it's kind of cool that we keep seeing this trend with DA because you know we can talk about the ebbs and flows of an 82-game season. But when you constantly get up for the elite matchups, that's a positive sign. And we saw it in the playoffs last year. Um, And he also mentioned Landry Shamit shooting, which he (laughs) had a a classic Monty gem for us tonight because he was talking about how his teammates keep encouraging Landry to shoot. They keep telling him, shoot the ball, shoot the ball, even when he was struggling. And so he said, if everyone's calling you a donkey, you go buy yourself a saddle. So Landry kept shooting <laughs> this whole time because everyone <laughs> was telling him to keep shooting. And he's finally getting to a place where he's comfortable with where he is, which I guess is a donkey in this. Am I evolution. missing something or is that like an ism or is that no, a that's thing? Monty it's, just said it's it. Monty he just made it up. <laughs> if somebody calls me a donkey, I'm going Patrick no, Beverly. No, on. I was like, like, is that a compliment? I get what you know. It's like a, it's like a, if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it's a duck. Right, there you exactly. Go. Okay. But, but it's a it's a but very off brand. Of yeah, it's the Costco <laughs> version of that, I guess. Um, oh you, my you bring gosh. up you bring up the DA thing though. His mm-hmm. previous career high was against Jokic. Yes, too. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's a hundred percent. He gets up for these big games. But what I love the most about tonight, mm-hmm. fourteen boards, mm-hmm. but it was seven on the offensive glass. Seven on the defensive glass. He got it done. Now there were still moments where he was at at a position, but that happens to all 
all big men, but I loved that he he was doing it on both sides of the floor mm-hmm. on the rebound. And Monty actually did talk about that because uh, I think Dwayne asked him a question about the offensive rebounding and how uh, D.A. was hitting the boards, and he said that's all Kevin Young. Kevin Young has really been stressing that with D.A. as far as working a little bit harder on the offensive glass because especially early in the season and last year, D.A. was elite as an offensive rebounder, and then it kind of waned a little bit as the season wore on. Um, but tonight he was fantastic on that front. Cat couldn't keep him off the glass. Um, and Cat couldn't really do anything after the scuffle with Jay Crowder. I think he had three points and three rebounds the rest of the game after that. So not only did he piss off a team like the Phoenix Suns <laughs> by poking the bear, but he didn't back up his shit talking at all. Oh, yeah. I called it inception. He was pointing at his own head. <laughs> yeah. but it was the Suns that were planting the idea for sure. I mean, okay. So, Gerald, do. Espo and I, before you joined us, we were pretty much just talking about that kind of stuff so far in this game. We haven't really got into any players. Okay. Specific. Any basketball? No. So no. before we do run down, mm-hmm. uh, your thoughts on just kind of the spiciness of this game mm-hmm. and uh, how much you enjoyed it or did not enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, watching that game, it was probably frustrating for a lot of Suns fans after, you know, a seven-footer like Cat dunks on a six-foot-six dude like Jay Crowder and hits him with the two small, like, okay, like, you realize what you're doing, right? Like, there was no need for that, A, and B, you just ran the risk of pissing off the best team in the NBA that routinely turns games that don't seem like games into games, and the Suns had no reason really to that point to like wake up like Mm -hmm. they that first half was ugly we can all admit that the wolves outplayed them pretty clearly and then after that i think they outscored them by 22 in the second half they outscored them by like 18 or 20 in in the fourth quarter like they just gave them bulletin board material you cannot give this team bulletin board material because they'll come at you and especially devin booker he was having a bad night he started four for 12 and then in that third and fourth quarter, he just dominated down the stretch, steals, dunks, that three that he hit. Like, they gave him material. You can never do that against the Suns. You know what CAT stands for now? What's that? Kind of a twat. What... Oh, my God. <laughs> he was, he was oh a no. dick today. Like, <laughs> that I, broke <laughs> I used to, I used to ge- genuinely think i uh, enjoy watching him i had fun tonight i was like no uh, patrick beverly has done something to this man and i am not okay with what had happened oh man that is uh, so funny i wasn't that expecting it my favorite word i wasn't like, ready for it and i haven't heard it in so long i wasn't ready that's funny that's great no but i i kind of agree with you though because i feel like like cat is a good human being He's a great basketball player, but like tonight and lately, we've seen him jawing a little bit more, and it's kind of like, okay, enjoy the first winning stretch of your career that wasn't carried by Jimmy Butler, if you want. But like, yeah, you know, the guy's been through a lot, so I get it. He's out there having fun, but at the same time, he was jawing a lot, and like, you don't do that in the first half against this team mm-hmm. when the game is still within reach. If you're up by thirty, go for it. Do whatever you want. What have you done? Nothing. Yeah. You are in the playing game right now, right. and you are acting as if you you have a right to be doing that. Like yeah. even the Suns, uh, who were Western Conference champs, have not acted like that unless provoked. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a mix. Not to play devil's advocate, uh, but here, you will. But I will a little <laughs> bit. 
it probably makes them feel pretty good to even be able to compete with a team like the Suns like that. Granted, they're probably forgetting the fact that they're without two of their top players um, for this game as well, and Chris Paul and Cam Johnson, of course. But it's got to feel good when you're given the best team in the NBA a run for their money. So I, I don't know. Did I miss where the NBA is now giving out trophies in March for leading after a half <laughs> against against the number Listen, one team in the, the league? it's the old trauma that I haven't dealt with yet from times <laughs> where we used to be like that. Oh. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and name our draft king, king of the game. Let's start handing out some flowers. DeAndre Ian is our king of the game. He finished with a career high 35 points and uh, added in 14 rebounds there. As you mentioned, uh, he reached that career high after knocking down a three-point shot, which just seems like, I don't know, kind of a little icing on the cake for DA because that's become more of a mm-hmm. of an thing and he's gotten his bag lately. It was a chef's Thank kiss. Thank you. That's the, what I was <laughs> looking for. Like it, It's the perfect epitome of the evolution of DeAndre Ayton, right? He he gets a career high and he does it hitting a three at the top mm-hmm. of the key. You know, he did it mostly primarily with that hook shot and what he's been doing uh, from the mid-range and around the basket lately. This was... This is a this is a, a basically mail the tape in to your agent and say point to this Give kind of night. Give me that mm-hmm. bag. Give that man his money. <laughs> yeah, DA was great tonight. I don't, <laughs> I don't have much more to add to that because I, I feel like it was just another example of everything we've been talking about since the All Star break. The way that he's risen to the occasion with Chris Paul out. You know, there were serious doubts, especially after that first game. The first game out of the break, he only had like six points. And I think many of us were concerned, like, what is DA's offense going to look like without Chris Paul, especially because Chris Paul had assisted on 45% of his made field goals Mm -hmm. to that point. And he's just answered the call. I think campaign and Devin Booker figuring things out a little bit has helped in that regard, obviously. But DA has become someone who can generate his own offense, maybe not off the dribble or off, but off the face up, even he's gotten better in that respect. So that's been huge for them. Um, And like we've said, he just rises to the occasion against elite matchups, which is why, you know, you look in the West, Nikola Jokic, Carl Anthony town, some of these elite bigs, Anthony Davis that he might be up against. I'm not worried about any of them because he takes that challenge personally because of the respect that he has for them. Which is also why I think a lot of us are really looking forward to the playoffs because he does get up for these marquee matchups and Mm. playoffs are nothing but marquee matchups. (laughs) And we saw it last year with DeAndre and and what he was able to do during the playoffs. Now just imagine Mm -hmm. what this year's playoffs, after having that experience, after learning all of that, what he's going to look like in the playoffs this year. It's going to be really fun to watch. It is. And we should, the chat's mentioning Landry Shaman. We'll get there. Okay. Um, <laughs> he will be mentioned. We're not overlooking. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. I thought someone was coming to the podium. We're, we're good. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a quick break, though, because I'm going to tell all of the college basketball fans about the latest offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So you can join the auction on the court during the biggest tournament of the year, with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It is that simple. If they win, you win with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So 
Current users of the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you guys can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Same-game parlays? Yeah, you know, all you have to do is combine multiple bets from the same game, and if you hit, you're going to get an even bigger payout. The more you add, the more money you can win. Maybe that's what what the Timberwolves were trying to do. They thought if they hit, <laughs> they'll make more money. Hey, <laughs> hey. apparently they weren't playing on the DraftKings Sportsbook app because they did not get any money tonight, <laughs> but you can. So just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet just $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with the promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. That is 21 and older only, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. All right, gentlemen, it is time to give Landry Shamit all the flowers <laughs> in the entire world. I'm so happy for Landry Shaman. Shane, release the flowers from the ceiling, please. Uh, we've been holding them up there. I don't know why it's not working. It's not oh, coming down. Damn. damn. Cheap-ass budget. <laughs> That's just asbestos. I apologize. No, oh, no. no. <laughs> Landry Shaman had himself a game, though. Like he's He's been doing this for a couple nights in a row now. He finished with 19 points. He was 5 of 9 from deep tonight. Like... Landry Shamit contributed very well tonight, especially offensively. He has been lately too. I mean, he has. he's he's been hitting that shot consistently. He's been playing smart basketball, and I think he's earning himself playoff minutes. Now they won't be extensive, but if he's a guy, and we've said this all year, if he gets in a groove and he's a guy that can hit one or two open threes or go on one of those hot stretches in a five. 10 minute span he could shift a game in a playoff series and he's living up to that over the last week or so uh i totally give all the credit to saul not being here so we, we may have to ban him from the playoffs as well just to make sure landing but, <laughs> you know that's what we'll have to do we might have to um speaking of landry shamit he just got to the podium uh, so i will be right back all right uh code in in the chat dropping a nine dollar and 99 cent super chat i assume that's in Honor of Jay Crowder uh, getting in Carl Anthony Towns. Hey, uh, he says, uh, "Better call Saul." Shamit has been uh, balling, and that is true. Uh, maybe we will do that. Maybe, maybe, uh, well, probably not tomorrow night. But maybe in one of these games, if he's not here and Shamit has a good <laughs> night, we literally will call Saul on the air and uh, and make him do a mea culpa for uh for all his uh, i mean <laughs> shamit slander which is that's a tough phrase to say i'm in support of this absolutely i think he tried on sunday but our connection was bad and we weren't able to get saul in um on the show but hopefully saul will be able to come and witness one of these type of games for himself i'm i just i can't figure out quite what it is i don't know is it saul is it Landry? Which one of them is the drama? Because why can't they both be on at the same time? <laughs> that, that, that is a fair question. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, a fair question. <laughs> I, you know, but no, I, in all seriousness, though, I am so happy for Landry Shamit to start finding this groove because I, yeah. I legitimately started feeling bad for the guy. I know we had some fun with it. You know, we, we questioned the contract at times, but... I generally felt bad because he was getting good looks. The shot looked good and it wouldn't fall. And I can't imagine how frustrating that is for a guy. We've talked about this in the past. So it is great to see him actually hitting those shots and playing 
impactful basketball for this team. Right? Yeah. I mean, and I just think too, like you couldn't have picked a better time for Landry to kind of figure it out. I mean, I guess realistically from the jump would have been nice, but if you had to, like, this is a good time. Like players are missing next man up mentality. You knew that you were going to have to make up some offense, not only in Chris Paul's absence, but now with Cam Johnson having been oh. out for almost a Double-digit games. Has it been like nine games it's, now that he's missed? three weeks as of today. Yeah, that that's, out, that's so. a long time, and that's a lot of offense that you are missing from those two guys specifically. But beyond that, even other players who have been out over the ha last handful of weeks. And we've seen Landry Shamit step up to the plate. We've seen his confidence finally reach his ability. And this is something that you really need heading into the playoffs from Landry because in the event – you do need to turn to him or you do need somebody mm -hmm. to come out and knock down a few big buckets to kind of add a little bit of energy back into this group, you can rely on him now. Or at least you feel like the that he is capable of doing that and you have proof. So not only can you put him out there in that position and hope that he does it, but you're eas more easily able to hype him up yeah. and fuel him as well as his teammates and his coach because you see and you believe what he's been able to do. Well, look, and nobody, nobody's going to care what you did in October, November, December, January, if you hit shots in March, April, May, and June, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody will say crap about that contract if he hits at this clip and he hits some key three-pointers in the playoffs. All that'll be in the past. All that'll be forgiven. I could, I could see him becoming one of those fringe guys that becomes a fan favorite because yeah. of what he does in a single run here. Mm -hmm. So good on Landry. Keep it going now. Keep keep it where you're just hitting consistently from beyond the arc, and you'll uh, you'll win over fans here in Phoenix, no problem. Absolutely. I mean, we can see it in our chat right now. The Coke Crazies, everyone in here is talking about Shamit's been shooting. Um, really happy for Landry Shamit right now. Like, give that man his flowers. Like, our chat is going crazy for Landry Shamit. And I just think that because this has been one of the kind of maybe – more sour points of the season is is Landry Shamit's play. Now that things have turned the corner for him, this is a good storyline for us as, as fans. Like we can hop on this and really enjoy cheering him on more because we saw the struggles at the beginning of the season. And yeah. now we're finally like being able to, what is it? Reap the fr fruits of our labors. Sure. That's what it is? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I That sounds like farming. And as you can I tell, I've never put in a hard day labor in my life. So I don't know. <laughs> should, should reap the fruits of our rewards? I don't know. Something Let's like just that. mash up all sorts of sayings. It's I fine. don't know. Let's, that's fine. All right. We also have to give some flowers to Devin Booker, the one, the only. We're going to start by taking our shot. It is time, Espo, for well, you we are, to oh. take your shot. Presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone 5 and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Speaking of boosters, Devin Armani Booker gave the Suns the boost they need as he 
came down and he dunked in Ru- Russell. Uh, I almost said Russell Westbrook. <laughs> it's so good, so good of a dunk. He dunked on a guy who wasn't even playing. Uh, no, he he, he D-Lo. had a, a D-Lo. Thank you. I dunked on him. Uh, he said, "F them kids, uh, <laughs> F them Minnesota kids." He was not having what the Timberwolves were trying to serve tonight. He went up there and he threw it down big, and that was the ceiling of the deal there. Can we watch it one more time, Shane? Here as we take yeah, a, if take you, a unfortunately, were not able to watch this game, you have to go to Twitter and look at this highlight because it was a thing of beauty. The amount of, like, sass in Devin Booker during this dunk and afterwards. He even got teed up afterwards. Yeah. Which, by all means, give the man the tech if you want to. But I still think it's lame because if you throw down a dunk like that, you should be allowed to talk some shit. I'm I, just saying. I loved that so much. If I had the money, I'd pay books fine for that. <laughs> That's how much I love that. I love the jawing. I, I'm. We got to find the other angle of it, too, because I want to read books lips. I want to know what he was saying uh, to D'Angelo Russell, what he was saying to Minnesota. And you got to love that Jay's laughing his ass off and screaming that whole time. I love I, I love uh, the only thing that we needed more was Jay doing the little man side yeah. after that. <laughs> that was the only way that that could have capped off any better than that. So according to Gerald, who is talking to Devin Booker right now, he'll bring more insight for us. But he said that Devin said he was actually screaming at his own bench when he got the tech for dunking over D'Lo, especially because, quote, I don't usually dunk. So (laughs) apparently Devin was talking to his teammates, not the opposing team. He was shouting, I told you MFers I can actually dunk. (laughs) Something like that. But I do. If you guys are really good at lip reading, Please let us know what you think Devin said after that dunk, because I, that was the first thing out of my mouth when I saw it. I was like, I want to know exactly what oh, he just said right now. We're going to we're going to do some bad lip reading videos on that. <laughs> we're going to have some fun with what D-Book I mean, was that yelling. could be really enjoyable. I'm not even going to lie. That could be a lot of fun. But yeah, like Gerald said earlier, you know, Devin not having the best start of the night. It was really cool to see him turn around and have moments like that dunk um, and just really add some some energy into this game. He finished with 28 points, seven assists, three rebounds. He also had a steal in there. So all in all, a really good night for Devin. Well, and like Gerald talked about, he was fairly non-existent in the first half. All mm-hmm. this comes in the third and fourth quarter where he really heated up and and kind of just got out there and made it very clear that this is his world. The rest of the, the players out there are just living in it, and, and I love that. He's making a point uh, about how impactful and how important he is with this team. By the way, we, you know, I just – I love – we talked with Chris Vernon yesterday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how, well – is Chris Chris Paul might have taken some of the shine from Book, and and I get it. That's the national perspective. But a game like tonight shows you who the heart, the soul, and and the the real MVP of this team is. It's Devin Booker. He's the engine that makes everything go. Well, and yeah, if you haven't heard that interview with Chris Vernon, it's the last podcast we posted. So be sure to go check that out yes. on our feed. It's pretty good. Uh, um, no. It's not pretty good. It's, <laughs> it's damn good. good, all right? It's entertaining. It's pretty Chris good. Vernon, if you don't know him from The Ringer and from Grind Season Media, 
Uh, he's damn hilarious. And we were okay. So go check it out. If you don't like us, you'll at least like Chris. Yeah. I was just, you know, I didn't want to gas myself up It's okay. There. The interview part sucked, but the interviewee, he was spectacular. Lindsay's like, honestly, it wasn't my favorite, but you should watch it. <laughs> um, anyway, what was I going to say? What were we talking about? Chris Paul, Devin Booker? Oh, that's what he was saying. One of the big things that stood out to me from that interview with Vernon was basically he said, because the timing of when Chris Paul came to Phoenix, it's easy to overlook the growth and development of Devin, of DeAndre, of Mikhail, from Cam Johnson, literally every single person on this team. It's much easier for people who maybe haven't been paying as close of attention as the rest of us to just say, oh, well, it happened because Chris came here. That's when the change happened. He's the guy to give all the credit to for that. When in reality, those of us who watch night in and night out see, yeah, Chris Paul did have a big impact on this team. But the way that Devin has stepped up and sacrificed, the amount of growth that Devin has shown over the last couple seasons is also tremendous. Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, DeAndre, and, and the rest of the cast and crew have also grown and developed so much. And that's truly what's at the heart of this. But And, and I don't think this was what, uh, what Chris was saying on the show, but uh, but I think... Part of the reason that narrative happens is because a lot of people haven't watched the evolution of this team, haven't watched the evolution of Devin Booker. If you just look at a box score, that's the simple conclusion. Mm -hmm. Oh, Chris Paul is is the reason, and you even see Devin Booker's stats dropped a little bit points-wise. Well, if you watched this, if you've watched the evolution, and we're preaching to the choir here, uh, you we see, know y'all get it. Yeah, we see <laughs> and and you you understand how much Devin Booker has been instrumental. And without him, Chris Paul makes this a nice team, but they're not a great team without mm -hmm. what Devin Booker's done. And this culture, a lot of that get is giving credit to Chris Paul and Monty and James Jones. And they all deserve some of that. But Devin Booker started this culture. The work ethic the passion and the desire to be in Phoenix are all because of Devin Booker and what he wanted. To yeah, be it all started with Devin. Every single last piece of this puzzle started with Devin. All right, one more time, because I don't think I said it twice. COVID-19 <laughs> vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Espo, do you want to talk about anybody else? You want to hand out some more flowers? I want, I'm going to give you the bouquet right now. I want to hand out flowers to the entire roster. Okay. Uh, like I said, tonight would have been an easy night to pack it in. Mm -hmm. Go, you know what? Not our night. Minnesota playing well. They didn't. They took things personally. They came out. The effort was there. Uh, you know, and they did it with, you know, not as many minutes uh, tonight. Uh, Mikhail Bridges only has 39 after playing. I mean, thank God. Yeah. I mean, he played 50 <laughs> and played 48 uh, before uh, a couple games ago. But, you know, even Devin only only plays 35, uh, you know, but this was this was a complete effort. It would have been an easy way to to fold things in. But this is this is the kind of game that gets you ready. For the playoffs, mm -hmm. it was chippy. There was shitty refereeing, which is inevitable in the playoffs. There were distractions. There, you know, there, there's chirping. There's dirty plays. There's a crowd that that was very much into it, and even jawing. I mean, if you go look at our Twitter page, you can see Devin Booker jawing back a little bit 
Adam. Like this was a playoff atmosphere, and they did what champions do. You take you take the punch because you know it's coming, and in the playoffs you see it. There's always a run. It's never, I mean, rarely is it a blowout for for either team. You take the body blow and you come back and you deliver the knockout blow. That's what this Phoenix Suns team does and does so well. And they're doing it without Chris Paul, campaign, and the legend, Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> Cam so, Johnson. Or did I say campaign? Yeah. Cam Johnson and the legend, Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> uh, so, look, uh, that's that's what's so impressive. So, lock in. The, the magic number is one. Mm-hmm. Any Memphis loss... Any Phoenix win, and that's home court throughout the playoffs. That's the one seed in the West. You've accomplished that. What is it? It's now, or is that win 59 tonight or 58? I think it was 59. You're four wins away from setting the franchise all-time record. And then buckle up because we are just a handful of weeks away from going back on that magic carpet ride we all enjoyed so much last summer, and uh, I think we're getting, I think we're getting close to potentially seeing something we've never seen before. Yes, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really cool. It this whole, I mean, this is just another reminder that we did a couple nights ago to just take this in and really truly enjoy it for what it is because this is special. Yeah. And I do think one thing too that was really cool from today's game or tonight's game was that, you know, pregame we were kind of talking like, what's the motivation here for this team? They don't yeah. really like the the magic number was two before this game started. We knew that, let's be honest, we knew it was a lock to lock in the one seed. Mm-hmm. It was inevitable that the Suns would be able to do that. But we were just saying like, what what's the, what's the motivation? And then on our side <laughs> of things, I was like, you know, from a fan perspective, For me, it's, you know, I want to see how these guys without Chris Paul perform against a better team in the league. And that was one of the things that I think stood out the most to me was that, you know, they didn't they didn't even start out great. They just started out pretty poorly for what our expectations are. Yeah. Yeah. And they were still able to, without Chris Paul, turn things on, Mm -hmm. turn it around and get a W. And I think that's that's really important growth that even without Chris Paul and that like he is the main veteran on this team, right? That veteran leadership, you already have that ingrained in your brain that you can flip the switch, that you yeah. can turn it around and come back and win a game in the second half, which is something that young teams, it takes a long time to learn that. And this team has proven that they have learned that. Oh, uh, and you can tell that they take every game as as a potential lesson. Mm-hmm. Every, I mean, every quarter, really. And they look at it and they grow from it. Uh, each step of the way. And uh, heck, we've even buried one of the more impressive things tonight about Devin Booker. That I know, I keep forgetting. <laughs> I, mean, I meant to bring it up in pregame too, and I totally forgot. So, I mean, I, we'll talk about that in a sec, but yeah, overall, I mean, I, I'm running out of things, which is terrible because I'm paid <laughs> per word. Most of you don't know that. I'm paid per word and I'm running out of things uh, to say about this team because I feel like We've almost said everything you can until we get to the playoffs at this yeah. point. Well, I mean, because they've been doing it all season long. Yes. That's what's the cool thing about this. All right. So we were burying the lead with Devin Booker because oh, yeah. that was my bad. I forgot. <laughs> Thank you all for reminding us in the chat. 
So Devin Booker became the fourth youngest player in NBA history tonight to reach 11,000 career points. He's 25 years and 144 days old. The only three players in NBA history to be able to do that quicker than Devin, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Kobe Bryant. Yeah, that's a block you want to live on. That's property value that's high. That's Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmores. Like, you can't get any... You really, I mean, unless you throw MJ in there, you really can't add anybody else to that list. But Lindsay, you know, he's not an MVP candidate. Really, he's not an all-NBA player. I mean, he's really just not even that good at all. Let's be real. Really, I mean, I I just don't don't see why uh, anybody in Phoenix really is is all up in arms and he doesn't get attention. I mean, that's not that impressive. It's not. I mean, it, it's Kobe, you know, it's Katie, it's LeBron, whatever. Who are even then? Yeah, I mean, yeah, not not anything that, I mean, I wouldn't even write <laughs> home about that. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, call, oh me, my call me when you pass, you know, somebody less, you know, more impressive than that. Did you tweet out that video? The uh, what he said to no, the, no, 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 the one that Jacob made. Oh, no, no, that's coming tomorrow. Oh, fun. We have tomorrow. a really cool video that our uh, one of our producers, Jacob, made for you guys that's coming on our Twitter page. I loved it when I got a sneak peek of it today. So, hey, hey, hey don't do Jacob like that. The producer, oh, sorry, the, the, the hey, hey, hey. producer. Let's not give Jacob all the credit. I came up with the idea, he just added to the thing. All right. Well, either way, it's really fun. So make sure you are following us on Twitter so that you don't miss out on it. PHNX underscore Suns. And we got some really exciting news for you guys because guess who's back? Guess who's back? (laughs) And Gerald was able to talk to all the men of the hour. I was. You got to talk to Landry, Devin, and DA. I did. So let's start with Landry Shaman. Yeah, the big thing that stands out is every time we've asked Landry after the All-Star break, like, what's been working for you? Is it, re- is it like, satisfying to see your shot going down after the way you kind of struggled earlier in the season? He's always said, it's not about me. It's about the offense. It's about how we're doing as a team, all that, you know, typical player speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did talk tonight about how much it means to him to have the support of his teammates who continually encourage him to shoot. Um, because as a shooter, it is a lot of the time mental because you can get in your head about your form, your release, your rotation, just, you know, the way you set your feet, all of that. Um, and it can be very mechanical process and tweaking certain things. But when you have that encouragement, like Marty was saying, not calling him a donkey, but the whole donkey. Oh, he threw metaphor. that saddle on and he, <laughs> yeah. he rode tonight. He rode. Monty's Monty-isms crack me up. but um, He's so silly. But he was saying how much that encouragement means to him and, and how much it kind of fuels him because you can't get in your own head in those types of situations. And um, he said when he first joined the team, he had high expectations for this group, but what they're striving for now is kind of bigger than what he thought it would be. Um, you know, going for that one seed, going for the franchise record, and going for a championship, those are all really cool things that this team is obviously chasing right now. Um and yeah, I, I just, I, I'm happy for him because I know just the body language talking to him now versus it's night and day. Like he was very stressed out and for obvious reasons, you know, he was 
taken a ton of flack on social media, obviously. On this show. Yes, yeah. on this show. <laughs> Not we, that he's watching. We owe you yeah. an apology, Landry. But we, we all right. Anyways, we're, we're, <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> but I, I'm happy for him because we. I had written about this right before he came back. Like, when was the law of averages going to kick in? Mm-hmm. It's finally kicking in. I think he is 37 for 85 from three point range since the All Star break, which is about 43 and a half percent, which is really good. He's a career 39 percent three point shooter, which is good as it is. So. That's finally kicking in for him, and it's great to see because this team was already dangerous with with Shamit kind of being dead weight on the offensive end. And now, if he's able to shoot at that clip, even in limited minutes, no nobody's beating this team four out of seven times. Yeah. Who who else did you get to talk to, and mm-hmm. did any of them slander the Timberwolves? Not direct, a little bit. So <laughs> the slander from I'll the Timberwolves. Take Timber, a little bit. The I'm biggest not thing, <laughs> the biggest thing of slander that we got from post game tonight was DeAndre Ayton because we were asking him, you know, the way that this team responded to adversity in a playoff like environment. He was saying, like, look, we've been here a thousand times. That's what teams got to understand. Like, maybe this is the first time you've heard your crowd that loud. But, like, we're used to it. <laughs> so he kind of threw a, a subtle jab in there. Yeah. Which I, that place is going to be rocking if they do meet in a playoff series oh, after I that quote that. now. But, yeah, he, he slightly threw him under the bus. Um, and for good reason. The Timberwolves have not had a high attendance or reason to turn up in numbers until recent years. So whatever. Um, but Devin Booker, we asked him about the, you know, the taunting and the screaming after the dunk that he had over D'Angelo Russell. And he said, nah, I was screaming at my own bench because they know. Did you say bullshit? (laughs) I mean, I I, I had my hand up, but I was muted, so I couldn't tell Devin. Just write it on a sheet of paper and hold it up. I mean, come on. Oddly enough, I did not have the courage to tell Devin Booker (laughs) bullshit. But uh, I mean, honestly, do you believe that? I mean, the Suns bench was behind him. I don't. So was D'Angelo Russell. It's it's possible. (laughs) He said he, you know, playing against that team it's two guys that he really loves and respects in in cat and d'angelo russell um and he was saying he was yelling at the sun's bench because i don't dunk often so when i do dunk i get up and it's something we've heard from mikhail bridges too like he doesn't talk to the other team he talks to his own bench because that's what jay wright taught him these could be very i believe it with mikhail more than book i don't believe it with Devin at all the look i mean you could just Mm. the sass on his face when he was sass. talking, that was not something that you were saying Sweet to your bench. Molasses. He might have been saying it to his bench, but it was directed to the opponent. It's I'm a, just saying. Oh yeah, I mean it's. I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying. He was. He it was. He was saying it to the bench. He was saying it he about. Was, yeah. He was looking at the bench, yeah. but he wasn't they were talking in the to the line bench. Of fire. Yeah, <laughs> the only way that could have been better is if he had hit D'Angelo Russell with the too small. Yeah, get some he, revenge, but Jay, uh, Jay needed to drop that. Like it, Jay should have just dropped out and, and and given it to the whole bench over there. <laughs> yeah, so what funny. a night. He also because uh, Callan asked him about that pass that he threw off the backboard to Mikael Bridges. He was like, he was saying, I'm not, I'm not going to say whether it was intentional or not to go off the backboard, but I was trying that to was pass to Mikael Bridges. Pass. So, beautiful pass. Intentional yeah. or not, it was poetry. Yeah. Also, I call, I call that more bullshit than he wasn't talking. I suppose <laughs> just not buying anything no. Book had to say today. I was like, Devin, don't lie to but, us. We saw this game. Don't lie. D Book's got enough money. He doesn't need me to be buying what he's selling right now. I will right? say, though, mm-hmm. that that play afterwards, their reactions to each other were priceless. Yeah. Like, that was. <laughs> Those are going to be gifts 
for a long time coming. Like mm-hmm. that was that was precious. That the campaign shimmy when they finally got the mm-hmm. the lead back on the uh, mm-hmm. on the three point play. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this game was a lot of a lot of moments that if they do happen to meet later on, <laughs> will be uh, will be used oh, and yeah. referenced Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, if I, if you want a tidbit that Booker was being truthful on outright truthful in your mind expo uh he was asked obviously about being the fourth youngest player in nba history to reach 11,000 career points um and the only three in front of him are lebron kd and kobe bryant and he was saying like that means a lot to him because those are three of the guys that he looked up to and grew up watching and wanted to be like when he got to the league so that's a pretty cool moment for him i know that we constantly do this every thousand points that he scores we update the list but it is really cool that he's continuously in elite company on that list. And I don't know how anybody can look at things like that and not think he's going to go down as one of the all-time greats. Well, and he's within shouting distance of the Suns' all-time record now, which is mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 15,660, I believe. Yeah. He's at the top yeah. of so many Suns records already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this is his franchise. Yes. <laughs> and if he remains a Phoenix Sun for the entirety of his career, it wouldn't surprise me if he's at the top of 99% of those career high things. Right. Yeah. Shot Marinink. Yeah, the Mary career leaderboard. could be happy. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's going to be what Dirk was in Dallas, what Tim Duncan was in San Antonio, Kobe in LA. Like, he is that guy as long as the Suns keep a competitive team around him and don't, you know, go back to the depths from <laughs> whence they came. Like he's, he's going to be the all time greatest son by the time his career is done. Another fun night with him. I just, <laughs> when this team gets that pumped up, when mm-hmm. you see that screaming, yeah. the flexing, <laughs> the dancing, mm-hmm. like there's, there are a few things as enjoyable as that. Mm-hmm. I agree. So one thing from the comments, um, Connor, Connor, where were you at? Connor brought up something that I want you guys to give your opinions on. He said, Mm -hmm. Jay had no right to talk trash tonight. He was awful. Okay. Can I just go or was there more? Go ahead. Okay. I was just (laughs) sorry. Go ahead. I got so excited. (laughs) I had to jump in. Uh, Look, Jay has a right because he's an integral part of a team with 59 wins. Mm Mm-hmm. A team that's nine games ahead of the next closest team in the league. Jay Crowder is, he's been to two straight finals as a player. Like, Jay Crowder has earned that right, especially when the main taunting from the opponent was directed at him. (laughs) He has a right to celebrate his teammates and talk and back them up that way. I am perfectly 1000% fine with that. Right. And I don't I don't even know that he was talking trash as much as telling him, like, you don't do that shit to me, yeah. which I'm fine with as well, because that's what makes Jay Crowder and this team special is they have a little bite. They're not going to put up with being too small by anybody. You know, the fact that 6'11", Carl Anthony Towns is doing that to six foot six Jay Crowder anyway is lame as hell. But like to stand up for yourself and to give your team reason to wake the hell up because up to that point in the game the Suns were getting beat and they were getting beat good and that moment flipped the switch they went into halftime with a mission like okay you know if they want to do that that's fine we've been here before we're going to win this game and we're and all of the second half 
trash talk and jawing that we saw from Devin Booker, from everybody else, Aiton leaving his follow-throughs up on a couple jumpers, that no, that doesn't happen without Jay, I don't think. So he he oh. didn't have a great game. He had five fouls, two for seven, five points. Like It was not a good Jay Crowder game, mm-hmm. but that moment was the turning point in the game, and I'm fine with him sticking up for himself. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, though, Connor, in terms of like, if you're not having a great game, do you really deserve to be able to be the one on the court to talk the trash? Mm. However, over the last year and change, we have been talking about that that is one aspect of what Jay brings to this game that doesn't show up on the box score, right? Mm -hmm. He is that guy who will add, do something or kind Mm. of, uh, he's the spark, Mm -hmm. right? Like he's the one who comes out and gets people fire it up again or will cause some sort of <laughs> drama, if you will, that will make this team perk back up and be like, oh, wait, you're right. Mm-hmm. We weren't there. We need to get there. That's who he is. Yeah. I mean, that you're that's just Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. So if this came from some guy, I hate to pick on him, but Alfred Payton, let's say, <laughs> right? And and he did that after having nothing and yeah. it's out of character right. and he did nothing. Fine, that right. may be problematic, but Jay Crowder is who he is. You don't mm-hmm. ask Boss Man to change his stripes. I, you know, you just that's that's who he is. He's gonna go out there and he's gonna do his thing, and I have no problem with it. I, you know, I just don't. I don't see any issue with it. You need the enforcer if Jay's gonna salsa. You need a little bit of spice with that. That's what he brings. Like that's what he does. I'm I'm cool with it. Mike B said he's the fire starter. Yes. And as honestly, it's something that Monty's brought up before. He said, he said, you know, we have an emotional group. We have guys that take things personally. We have guys that react to foul calls, that react to adversity. And he said the key for them is to know when to dial it back to where it doesn't hurt the team with texts or flagrants or stuff like that. But the way that they responded tonight, he was proud of. Um, and, and he likes that they have that emotion and that they care so much. Um, and Jay Crowder is a big part of that, so yeah. I'm cool with it. I, I think I may have been a little too hard on Carl Anthony Towns earlier. <laughs> yeah. Been thinking about it and sitting here. And when he leaned down and he did this, mm. he was just showing what he was going to do the rest of the game. He was saying, <laughs> not much, not much, don't worry. <laughs> okay. Oh, the well, Carl Anthony Towns shots have been... <laughs> I still can't get over the one off the top of the show. That was great. That was something else that I was not expecting. I, from Saul, I would have expected it. But from you, Oslo, that one came out of left field. Sometimes you just got to sneak it was up a with sleeper, those and surprise people. A sleeper yeah. shot for sure. Uh, All right, gentlemen, we have given out quite a few flowers tonight. We have talked about some really fun things. This was a really fun game for us, especially the second half, of course. Is there anything else from tonight's game that you'd like to talk about? I'm good for tonight's game, but I got something I want to remind the people of. But, Gerald, before I say anything else, you got anything? Yeah, my, my last thing was just um, I liked what I heard from DeAndre Ayton in post game tonight as well. It's something he's been hammering home these last few games. But, you know, we asked about responding to adversity, all that, his performance. Obviously, he had he was sitting there with the game ball, and he had the career-high 35 points tonight. Um and his big thing was like, I'm. I don't care about the other side of the matchup. I don't care about the other team. Like, I am here to prepare for the playoffs. Like, that is my goal. We're preparing for playoffs. We're getting that into shape. We love having these types of games in these playoff-like environments because it gets us ready. And they're ramping up for something special this year. So, um, Da's head is in a good place right now, and it's been in a good place since Chris Paul went down. 
So once they get him back, I'm fascinated to see how this team just takes it to another level from what they've already been doing. Yeah, they they understand what they have in front of them mm-hmm. and what what opportunity is there. So I'm I, I love the DAs in that in that mindset. If they bring a professional mindset, sure they can have fun on the court or, or warming up, but they come lunch pail. Let's get it done mentality as well, and I love it. Right. All right, right, Espo, floor is yours. I want to remind the people, right, that we've got a very special thing coming up next Wednesday. We do. We do. We. You think it's fun, you know, just watching. Come down and participate. We're going to be at the Ainsworth on March 30th for Suns Warriors. We'll be out there. We'll be doing pregame live. We'll be doing postgame live. We'll be watching the game with you at the Ainsworth, and we're doing a very special charity aspect to it both in person and uh in the super chat on youtube for ryan house we're gonna be taking donations a great charity come on out have some fun with us Uh, we're gonna drop the link to the rsvp in the chat here right now but we would love to see out there we'd love to have some fun in person we even told gerald he can't travel he's got (laughs) to be there with us so we're all going to be out there we're going to have a good time. We're going to be dropping. Uh, we're going to be making some announcements, having some fun, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully celebrating a big win for the best team in the NBA. Yeah, I, w- I was questionable on the injury report for this event, but uh, I won't be in San Francisco for that game. After all, I will be there. So all four of us, the whole PHNX Suns crew is going to be there. So please come out. It's for a good cause. Say hello to all of us. We would love to meet you guys and say hello. Yes, uh, definitely come. And if you cannot come... Gerald, Don't worry. Oh, Gerald son of a bitch, sign, you guys. Oh, Gerald <laughs> signed girth photos just for you. Don't you worry. Oh, I wasn't expecting. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I don't think Lindsay we was just, either. I, I wasn't. She's a bit verklempt. <laughs> I mean, let's not go down I think, that No, road. I think she choked on her drink. It's <laughs> <is> more accurate. <laughs> anyway, uh, hashtag go sons in the comments said, can we participate virtually? I'm in Illinois. The answer to that is yes. We are mm-hmm. still going to be live on our YouTube page, both pregame and postgame. And every super chat from that night's shows will also be donated to the Ryan House. So you can participate whether in any way that you can. If you can join us on the live show, you can still donate. If you do, can join us in person at the Ainsworth, you can also still join us. Mm-hmm. Um or participate. Mm-hmm. Sorry if that one got a little confusing. <laughs> or we'll for send you. you a picture of Saul's credit card. You can book a flight out. Whatever you want. We'll <laughs> make you it happen. You can just mail a donation to Ryan House, whatever works. Um, any way that we can collect donations or give support to the Ryan House, we'll take it. They have a website. You can donate directly. It's all tax deductible. So, you know, one way or the other, we're going to get them a lot of money to continue to do really cool things in our community. So whichever way you can participate, we're happy to have it. But if you can join us at the Ainsworth, be sure to RSVP so we can kind of plan ahead for some of the fun things that we might have in store for you. You should literally go to the bar. (laughs) Sorry, I thought I'd try. I mean, that kind of worked. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad at it. We're late in the show, and I haven't had <laughs> dinner. I got, okay. I got reservations I got to get to. We probably should wrap this He's up. He's like, wrap this know. up. We got to go. Anything else, gentlemen? No. All right, so we told you about the Ainsworth. Our next show is tomorrow because the Suns are headed to Denver to take on the Nuggets. 
Gerald will be there as well, bringing us all kinds of nuggets from that game. Literally, ah. he'll be in Denver. <laughs> you see that? You see what I did there? I, I see that. <laughs> so make sure you join us right back here on our YouTube channel. 5.30 pregame uh, for you guys and then postgame as well. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, Patrick Beverly's dirtier than a Mill Avenue bathroom at 3 a.m. on a Saturday. Ahoy, ahoy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>